Are we expecting anybody who's not here? I can't. <laughs> the 14th. Welcome. Uh, today is May 14th. This is the uh, Planning Commission meeting called order. Um, roll call. Miller? Here. I don't need to do that, do I? No. Oh, I'll do that for you, Bill. <laughs> Commissioner Miller? I mean, Here. excuse me, Councilmember Miller? Here. Abercrombie? Present. Elias? Here. Miller. Present. Here. Johnson. Here. And Wolpert. Here. Moving on to the uh, minutes of the April 23rd meeting. Do I have a motion to approve or are there any comments? I'll move to approve. Second? Second. Second. Okay. Approved and seconded. Um, all in favor? Aye. 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 Anyone opposed? <laughs> okay, thank you. Now it is time for public comment. If there is anyone in the audience that would like to uh, speak to an issue that is not on tonight's agenda, now would be the opportunity. Anyone? Okay. Public comment period is closed. Correspondence. No new correspondence. No correspondence. Boy, we're moving right along. Um, planning manager's report. Sure. Um, I want to introduce Kit Fabian from Myers Nave. She um, is going to be our counsel for this evening. Um, she has been working with staff since. Um, Leslie's retirement. So welcome to Kit. Thank you very much. Welcome, Kit. And I also want to um, give a thank you to Commissioner Miller for her service on the Planning Commission. And this will be her last meeting. And we wish you well in what lies ahead. Um, just wanted to let you know that the public art items that you did review at the last meeting are scheduled for the uh, June 17th meeting before the council. So those are making their way forward. Um, and we also have two items scheduled for um, our next meeting on the 28th, one of which will be a, a joint meeting with the Historic and Cultural Preservation Committee for a portion of that meeting. So um, those two items are Lynch Creek Plaza and North McDowell Commons, both of which have an initial study that is currently out for public comment and that both those initial studies are available on the website, the city's website, as well as in the Community Development Department. Question. What is the art um, agenda item about? The public art? Yeah. It's taking what this commission looked at at our last meeting so it's the public art master plan, the ordinance changes, and the enabling legislation. So they were going to come back, or did we make a decision, a final decision at the last meeting? You guys made um, a motion and approved resolutions recommending to the to the city council. Right, and so they're going to come back to to present. No, they're moving forward to the city council. There was a couple um, modifications that um, went along with the approval from the commission. Oh, and, that's and those will be, they will not be coming back. They'll be incorporated into the documents that are reviewed by the city council. All right. <laughs> and that's all, that's all I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, liaison reports. Any reports? Do you want me to, I can start? All right. The city council report. 
Um, so we've had um, a, a regular meeting and also a, um, a budget workshop since our last planning commission meeting. Um, the regular meeting was on May 6th, and we looked at the Petaluma Smart Rail Station Transit-Oriented Development, uh, Transit Development Master Plan and um, the amended SMART Code. And that's a presentation that you will recall we, we received here um, a month ago, a couple of months ago. Um, the plan was well received by the council. Um, concerns were raised. SMART sent a letter in saying, you know, we participate in the plan, we like the plan, but we do own that piece of property between, um, between the, the station and the river, and we may have to use that for, for other purposes. So there were concerns raised about that because um, that pretty much knocks out a huge portion of that master plan. Um, so I guess, you know, from a, a, a sort of a, a political perspective, I would say it's really important that the SMART Board knows that that's important to our community. Um, the only elected representative that we have on the SMART Board is our supervisor, David Rabbit. He's working to try and get us back that second station that they want to build in Phase 2 instead of in Phase 1. So this is another issue that I would encourage the public to, you know, let Supervisor Rabbit know that the tr this plan is really important, that the master plan is important to us, and, um, you know, we want to make sure that, that we get to, to have that, that beautiful master plan that's been put together that's a great plan for the city um, we want to make sure that that gets that gets implemented um, so in conjunction with that we also looked at the amended smart code um, and um, there were some concerns that were raised with the smart code um, mr. Singh's gas station was one and you'll recall he came in and talked to us about that um, there were some disclosure concerns relating to the sale and lease of properties um, when you have that kind of um, zoning, you end up with situations where you have housing next to ag use or industrial use. And, and so there were some concerns about some of the disclosure requirements. Um, we talked about the industrial buildings on Copeland, and if you'll recall, Mr. Weiner came in and talked to us about that as well. Um, and then another problem that came up with it is the riverfront project. Um, and we also consider the FEIA of the riverfront project at that May 6th meeting. And, um, that, much like what happened with Davidon, was deemed complete under the old SMART code and now has some um, urban standards problems for zones T4, T5, and T6. So that's those are kind of things with the omitted SMART code that need to, I guess, be, be addressed um, a, little, a little more carefully or a little more fully. Um, so... Um, and then, like I said, we looked at the FEIA of the Riverfront Project. That's a mixed-use project on the river, retail, a hotel, residential, um, a full-size soccer field, which I love about it because field space is not very good here in the town. Um, and that's on, oh, and there'll be river access from that project, and that's over on Hopper Street. So I imagine that will come before us um, before too long um, for, for site plan uh, stuff. Um, and then we had a budget workshop last night, and that was presented. The budget was presented by um, Mr. Mashalo, and um, it's it's cautiously optimistic. Um, we're able to add two uh, firefighter positions, um, a finance person, so three new positions will be added. Um, we've got a plan to put money into reserves, and it looks much better than last year. Doesn't look great, but it looks much better than last year. So we're 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 good. Um, we're good about that. I had a, I had a question on the um, FEIA of uh, the Riverfront project. W was that a, a draft document or was that a final document that received approval? I think it was a draft document. Okay. Was, or was it a final? Am I wrong? It, it actually um, is a final. It's on the, the FEIA process. There's no actual decision. It's it's a that's right informational document. So it was presented to the council. Questions were asked of the of the consultant, but there's actually no official action that's taken on those documents okay thank you and it's part it's required by the the smart code right is that no it's no, not it's the smart code it's a it's a resolution that the council adopted that has certain thresholds of the size of development I think having a hotel at all kicks it into the requirement for an FEIA okay 
Um, and that's, that's it. Other than I see the gentleman from Target who was here last night at the council meeting and Target is hiring. So we found out last night they're, they've got 200 jobs that they're, they're looking to fill and if he's going to speak at some point maybe he can give you guys that information because I didn't write it down. Mayor Glass wrote it down and, and got it all out there but I didn't write it down. I just know that they're, they're doing hiring um, now and anticipating opening of that Target uh, July 28th. Okay, that's it. Do you want to go next? I actually just wanted to inquire if it would be advantageous for the City Council and Planning Commission to work together on a letter to send to Supervisor Rabbit and the Board of Soups regarding um, I think, the station. You know, I think that's something. Uh, Supervisor Rabbit is on the Smart Board, and and like I said, he's our he's our representative um, to the Smart Board. Um, but I think anything, you know, I, I encourage the public to, to weigh in on it. Um, I encourage the Planning Commission to weigh in on it. And I think the City Council has, is, is weighing in on it as well. Okay. Commissioner Abercrombie? Hi, thank you. Um, we have not had a pedestrian bike advisory committee meeting since then. However, we did participate in the Who's Who review, which was pretty exciting as a group and kind of embarrassing, but that was good. And, um, and then we also had the Grand Fondo. Last, the Children's Grand Fondo was last Saturday, and that was a great success. I, I think nearly 400 kids or just over that participated. Oh. And for an inaugural event, it was phenomenal, and I would encourage everybody to participate next year. It went without a glitch as far as I knew. And I know my kids were begging to do it every weekend now. So it was a real success. And I think it, the highlight to me was that it turned people on to a lot of the bike paths and safe ways to travel on the east side. And I felt like that allowed, that's going to allow a lot of freedom to people on bikes that didn't know about it yet. Um, I'd like to thank Alicia for her service. I'm very grateful. And I, I know that for me, I will not be re-upping for planning commission. And so I, I really want to take a moment to encourage the public to participate. Um, I've spent years on the Parks Commission, the Public Art Commission, the Youth Commission, PBAC, Planning Commission, and my husband was on Technology and Telecommunications, and I'm welcoming a little break, but I, I think it's such a good opportunity to get your voice out there, and I can't speak enough to what a valuable service it is to be a steward to your community. And I know it can seem overwhelming, but it's a limited commitment for the value you provide. And so it, it's really better to complain and s serve your community on the front end than wait and maybe be disappointed afterwards. So I think it's it'd be really key to look into doing that and applications are open right now and I'd give you a pat on the back if you're willing to do it. So thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Dennis? So the um, tree committee has been meeting and working diligently and has successfully completed the the tree um, the list, the street tree list and that is available uh, through Parks and Rec, you can get that online. Um, there's continued work toward uh, grants for planting trees and restoring or replacing the trees that were being taken out along the Highway 101. And um, they continue to work at this um, getting our canopy restored where it's, where it's missing, um, where it's being taken out. And uh, that's all I have to report about the, the tree committee. Um, I too would like to thank Commissioner Melissa for her work um, in the, on the commission and that's a surprise announcement that you just made and I want to thank you as well. I, I think, think meeting, I, okay well you, you guys you guys have done have done really excellent work and I think you're, it's, it's shown in, in your um, what you've what you've expressed and how, uh, toward this uh, our, our mission here as the commission. So thank you very much both of you. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Okay. All right. How bad would I look if I didn't weigh in after all that? And plus, having to really respect these ladies anyway. So um, we'll miss you. It's going to be kind of a big turnover this particular year. And um, I hope to be a part of it. The, um, just thank you for the time you have to put in to do this. And especially when you have young children. I cannot imagine that. I'm a young child myself. But... I know what it would be like for me if it were <laughs> my wife or mother were on the committee. Anyway, thanks for your service, really.
Do you have a report to make? Sure. All right. Then uh, let's move on to the business at hand. Um, we have a presentation by Irene Borba. Good evening, commissioners. Uh, the item before you tonight is the target public convenience and necessity. Um, the project is located in the East Washington Place Shopping Center, which is now under construction along the 101 corridor. The applicant for target is requesting a determination be made and findings forwarded to the state of alcohol beverage control, the ABC, that public convenience or necessity would be served by the issuance of a type 20 alcohol beverage license, uh, which would authorize for the sale of beer and wine at the um, Target store. Uh, again, no consumption on the premises um, is going to be a part of this. The determination that undue concentration of facilities that are licensed to sell alcohol is made exclusively by the ABC um, based on the ratio of existing licenses to population within the census tract. Uh, state law requires the city to determine whether or not the issuance of a new additional license in the census tract would be served by public convenience or necessity, the PCN determination. Um, at this point, I'd like to point out that yesterday, yeah, it must have been yesterday, Monday, there was an, uh, an error in the staff report that was noted, so we sent out a revised um, memo or memo for the staff report to correct the number of licenses within the tract. Um, so again, you should have that uh, new information before you. This here is a site plan of the East Washington Place Shopping Center. Again, Sprouts is located, not Sprouts, Target is located along the 101 corridor um, and is the major anchor for the shopping center. The general plan land use designation for the subject property is mixed use. The zoning designation for the property is MU1B, which is a mixed use designation. Uh, general retail is a permitted use in this designation. Um, the use does qualify as an alcoholic beverage sales establishment under the municipal code and therefore is subject to the city's alcohol-related nuisance ordinance. Uh, for zoning, zoning purposes, a conditional use permit is not required because the alcohol is not going to be consumed on site. <coughs> Planning staff has received no concerns from the Petaluma Police Department about additional demands on services. Um, no comments or concerns were received from the Fire Department about additional demand on services. Um, staff believes that the proposed PCN is compatible with the surrounding uses and with the shopping center. Target does include a full grocery element uh, as part of their services. Um, this adds to appropriately to the mix of uses within the area. The um, sales, again, is limited to beer and wine only, and sales are projected to be less than 2% of the store's total sales volume. Um, the retail sale of beer and wine increases the economic viability of this business. Again, there will not be any on-site consumption and the hours of the operation for the Target store are consistent with the um, other businesses in the center. Yeah. Can I ask a Staff is recommending that the Planning Commission conduct the required public hearing and adopt a resolution making the determination the public convenience or necessity would be served by the Type 20 alcohol beverage license for the Target in the East Washington Shopping Center. Uh, staff is available for questions. The applicant is here as well as a representative from Target. Commissioner Johnson, you have a question? One thing that struck me, and again, because I don't know the facts, when you say it's limited to 2% of total sales, I've only, pardon me, sir, but I've only been in Target once or twice in my life, but it strikes me that that would be a fairly significant amount of money. Do we know that? Or do um, we just? I, I believe the applicant can speak to that okay. in, in more detail. I mean, if it's a non-issue, it doesn't matter. But when you talk about volumes versus percentages, it can be a big difference. So, okay, I'll wait, thanks. Chair, I, I just want to clarify, too, that nothing in here is limiting the sales to 2%. Right. It's just what target yes. the applicant right. has reported. Right, no, I okay. understood that. Thanks. Uh, are there any other questions of staff? Yeah. Dennis? Can you speak to the definitions of these type 
uh, 20 and type 21 licenses. If I heard you correctly, the the applicant is uh, requesting a type 20 and a type 21. No, it's it's strictly a type 20 license, which is for off sale. Um, a type 21 is off sale, but it includes not only the sale of beer and wine, but dis distilled spirits, which Target does not. Oh, so okay, that that clarified it. So it's just a type it's 20 that they're asking. Correct. Okay, thank you. Any other questions of staff? Yeah, one more. Okay. Um, one thing I was a little bit confused about, there are no licenses available, so they have to go off somewhere in Sonoma County and buy a license. Am I reading that correctly? That's correct. There are only so, so many licenses within Sonoma County. Um, so rather than creating new licenses, you acquire one from another so part of the county. So you can go buy Joe's Bar and Grill somewhere up in the boonies, and that fulfills the requirement. Okay. Well, if there's no more questions, we can uh, discuss this matter. Uh, would you like to hear from the applicant? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Good evening, commissioners. I'm Beth Abalafia. I'm here representing Target this evening. Uh, as uh, staff indicated, we are asking for the commission to make a finding of public convenience or necessity to allow Target to obtain a Type 20 off-sale beer and wine license for its new store in Petaluma, which will be opening in a couple months. Um, as indicated in the staff report and in the presentation, alcohol beverage sales are just a small part of Target's overall um, uh, variety of products and merchandise. Um, it is a small part, but it is a convenience to target customers who are there shopping for other things at the store, including groceries, um, to be able to pick up, along with their groceries and other items, a bottle of wine for dinner or beer for a picnic without having to make another stop. So while it is just a small percentage, it's important for, from the perspective of customer convenience uh, to be able to have one-stop shopping. Uh, and have the alcoholic beverage, the ability to purchase alcoholic beverages along with groceries and other items. Um, this is something that Target uh, sells at its other stores. All of the other stores in the surrounding area, Novato, Rohnert Park, Santa Rosa, Napa, uh, all sell alcoholic beverages. Uh, it is a product that Target shoppers have come to expect, uh, and we would like to be able to offer that same uh, uh, product selection at the new Petaluma store. Uh, Target does take the responsibility of selling alcohol very seriously. It has a alcohol sales training program. All cashiers are required to take the program and complete a test before they're put in a position of selling alcoholic beverages. Uh, Target has uh, state-of-the-art uh, security video surveillance cameras, uh, asset protection personnel, to monitor the store and make sure um, to ensure the safety and security uh, of Target's customers. The police have no concerns about Target's sale of alcoholic beverages, uh, and we would hope that the Commission would approve this request. I'm happy to answer any questions. Are there questions? Okay, thank you very much. Uh, before we go to uh, discussion, um, let's open this to uh, public comment pertinent to this topic. Is there anyone that would like to speak about this agenda item? You just you need to uh, step up to the microphone and then uh, state your name and address, and perhaps uh, when you're finished, you could fill out a little uh, blue card in the back and and give it to Jennifer over here. You can do it afterwards. Afterward, come back, please. When, you, when you're done speaking, you can just, if you just fill out your name on that, that'd be great. Thanks. I'm just a resident of Petaluma recently. And uh, would you state your name, please? Robert Mohit. All right. And uh, I want to ask the question are there any other uh, stores in that area that sells alcohol and uh, beer and wine in that shopping area? Well, yes, there, there was a brief map um, on the screen for a moment. There is a, uh, 
a liquor store, Bevmo Liquors is in the shopping center. Uh, Sprouts uh, Grocery Store is going to sell uh, beer and wine. Right. Do they? I don't believe they sell liquor. No. Oh, just and beer and wine, correct? I just mean. beer and wine. And uh, then there will also be a number of restaurants, how many we don't know, that will probably also sell um, beer and wine. <clears throat> okay. I'm just concerned about Target selling beer and wine and some young kids mm -hmm. hanging around the area with uh, drinking right outside Target. So that's my only concern, so uh, okay. the question. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to take a brief moment to introduce myself. My name is Rick Blanco. I'm going to be the store team leader for the Petaluma Target. Um, you know, as Beth mentioned, we're not looking to be the destination location for beer and wine. Um, we're just looking to provide a convenience to our guests that are already, already shopping there for other things. And the other thing I'd like to share is, Beth mentioned, we do have a training program. So before anyone gets on a register um, alone and is able to ring up guests, they have to take an alcohol uh, training um, uh, course at the store. So we make sure that you know, they complete that before they get on any register. And then just to address you know, the comment that was raised earlier, we do have a um, loss prevention department. And we were you know, making sure that we're not going to have people loitering around with alcohol or any of those things. So um, you know, we take our responsibility as a um, community partner seriously so we'll address any issues that come up okay thank you. thank you thank you sir can you go ahead and fill out the speaker card she's holding it up for you no, she's got it right here up at the front the city clerk has it is there anyone else who would like to uh, speak this evening does the Police department need to make a statement or anything? Okay. All right. Then uh, let's open it up to uh, discussion. Do you want to close comment? Public comment? Yes. Let's close public <laughs> comment. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, I am. Uh, I'm fine with this. I, I don't have any problems with it at all. Um, I've certainly um, been in Targets before. Um, they're very handy places when you have young children, although mine aren't young anymore. <laughs> I used to shop there quite a bit. Um, and they do, they've, they always have, they've always had beer and wine. Um, I did note in the staff report that um, they believe that this will be the last um, license of this type issued for the shopping center um, so um, I'm comfortable with with you know that we don't have too many in the shopping center um, so you know I would I would support the resolution All right. I know that people have an expectation when they visit Target that they can buy everything that they need on their list and I think that's what the community's expectations are of the center. Um, I do want to voice concern though, and we've had this conversation before when we saw the wine bar, that the reason we have this is to really pay attention to what kind of licenses we're giving out. And we have to keep in mind that this isn't just the center. When we're looking at Deer Creek coming up, we've had discussion of another specialty grocery. We have discussion of another pharmacy. And we have a discussion of um, multiple restaurants like he mentioned, um, BevMo, and then we have the spot um, that the hospital owns directly across from that that's also considering a pharmacy, which also sells alcohol. And I just want to know, what does that look like when we're considering those permits, too? Is that going to affect this discussion, or is it, does it not, it's irrelevant, it's what everybody expects. So I don't know if maybe you could. Well, it, you know, it, the reason they come before this body is for you to look at them on a case-by-case -case basis. Okay. Look at the application. So anything that comes that is within a census tract that, and I, I, I feel like I asked this last time, I'm not sure if Deer Creek is in the same census tract or not. I don't believe it is. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if there's an undue concentration in that census tract okay. or not, um, but they come before this commission for that decision for that consideration one of the things that we've learned more recently since you looked at the last one was that 
for the um, different license types for beer and wine with a full service restaurant, they do not require a PCN approved by this body, even if they're in a census tract of undue concentration. So those will not be coming okay. before this commission, but any other type 20, type 21 would come before it, and then you'd have the opportunity to review, look at the specifics of where they're going, what the business is, and those specific details. Okay. Well, I believe that the expectation is that Target would sell alcohol like they do at their other location. It's the model. So I'm, my discussion is pretty limited on this beyond just noticing what we're looking at. So thank you. All right. Commissioner Elias? So, you know, to carry that point, um, what does constitute convenience in in the issuance of these licenses? When we have, you know, granted that you know the community kind of expects this, it's 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 almost traditional at this point, and we have a um, we have a ruling from the ABC that says seven is the number of licenses that should be uh, with the ratio based on population, I guess, of that census tract. Um, seven licenses is adequate and that should suffice for the community in that census tract. Of course, the people that come from out other census tracts into that census tract, so it, it kind of changes, it, it's dynamic. But, you know, I think when I, when I went through the, uh, the licenses that have already been issued in that, in that census tract, there were 22 total and the earliest one was issued in 1970, and at some point, the number of seven licenses had, was exceeded at some point. Maybe it was, you know, sometime after that. And there's been, you know, every time this, this question of public necessity or convenience comes up, the, um, the decision is, I don't know if there's ever been a denial of one of these, but it almost has become an expectation and we go through this formality to, I guess, memorialize the fact that it's been done and they've been given the, you know, the blessing to go ahead and, yeah, go ahead and get the license. I don't know if it'll ever stop. I don't think it will. And it raises the question of whether or not this public necessity of convenience needs to even be asked anymore. It almost becomes a point of absurdity because it's always going to happen. And there's licenses that are issued without this body making the decision on it. So, you know, we go through a lot of exercise here to, to arrive at a point where um, it's going to happen and you know, I'm, I'm not. To, I'm not being cynical about it. I think this. We've seen the pattern. We've gone well beyond seven. So, do we need to continue to do it this way? And this is maybe an administrative thing that needs to be looked at in terms of our resolutions and what we're allowed, what we need to do. But you know, I don't have a problem with with it. I think that you know the you know the the issue is of the store having a ability to sell beer and wine is is fine it you know it constitutes a small portion of their sales it could grow but you know we're in a mode of continuing to i don't think we're really measuring what convenience is or necessity is it's it's like we put the terms in our resolutions but we just kind of go forward with saying yeah it's okay well that's our job Mm -hmm. That's why it becomes before us to determine <clears throat> the the necessity or convenience of this. I mean, it sounds like you're asking where do we draw the line, and this is where we draw the line if uh -huh. we think that line needs to be drawn. Well, I think so, you know we were given a line at some point in the past when with the ABC saying seven is sufficient for that census tract, but it has been well exceeded. Three times. <laughs> Four times. My understanding is that, that that's, that's a, a recommended number that they consider should a community want to go beyond that, it should be discussed. It's not really uh, a limit, but it's something that should 
Well, and, some before the and I think, and we talked about this a little bit last time, but I think it would also be helpful to, um, if Irene could give us the the parameters of the census tract because it really is, it's very it's, it's very large. Very even if large. you look at some of these, um, some of these licenses, you've got they're out on Bodega. I yeah, mean, you've got Petaluma Market, which is you know right here, and we're talking about East Washington Place. It's a pretty it covers most of downtown. Yeah, right. And, and, and I in think your that's why we we keep getting these requests is because it covers the the major you know um, major commercial area of our town. Mm -hmm. Which is good. I mean, that's it should be kept there too. That's that's why. yeah. But that's why I think it keeps coming. It keeps coming before us is because yes, we do exceed that that seven number. Um, but then, if you look at the the size of the um, the size of the census tract, mm -hmm. it's pretty it's pretty huge. Big. Yeah. I also want to mention that there has been um, a a couple requests that have come in. Um, and have started the process and when there is a concern by the police department based on the specifics of that application that the um, issuance of a license at that location that type of um, establishment the type of license is going to cause a, a real um, increased demand on police services that has been something we've had serious discussions with the applicant and and have not been able to recommend mm -hmm. approval of and there's been several of those that have not ended up coming to this body because they've decided to withdraw their applications so there are some uh, you know that have started and haven't come before here um, but just showing that we look at each one very individual and looking at the unique situations for each application and restaurants are handled differently. Restaurants are handled differently. Um, I recently had this conversation with ABC that when a restaurant that serves alcohol submits their application to ABC, they write their own PCN. So it's not something that requires a PCN issued from the city. So that's why those don't come before this board. Well, I'm, I'm fine with it. All right. Go ahead. Commissioner Miller. I actually, I also want to ask, this map is based on the 1990s census track. So is that what we're looking at as well as that 1990? Right, but again, the parameters haven't really changed. Okay. So it's not necessarily correlating to population, or is it? That That's what the census, census tract is based on. Again, this is the current information that I have with this the from 1990 yeah it is old so what you're saying is if the population changes in a census tract the boundaries of the census tract might not change but the population might which might change right. that number so let's say there was a, a a significant increase in the population between 1990 and 2000 or 2010 theoretically ABC could've, would could've say changed. okay now it could you're be allowed nine. Nine licenses, yeah. But we basically, that information is provided to us from ABC. We're not involved in what that line is um, or that calculation we take or determining if there's an undue concentration. That is information that is provided to us from ABC. Commissioner Johnson? Yeah. I mean, I agree with Dennis to, some, to a degree also. I mean, it's a ludicrous number sitting in front of us, and that particular map isn't going to change. Petaluma's basic makeup, unless we start suddenly building whatever the name of that house is up on the hill going out on D, um, unless we start really expanding, that's it. That's what we live with now. And we're <laughs> well over the seven, so the seven now is meaningless, though. Right. I mean, it's. Why even do it? Why even use the word? Why even say it? Why even have it? Um, have what? The number seven. It's, it's totally meaningless. And if the city were going to change a lot, then good. Keep it in place as you begin to evolve as a city. Then you want to look at it and relook at it and all that. But what I'm looking at there isn't going to change dramatically. And it just seems like a waste of words. And this is the third time we've done it. 
same waste, same words. Um, well, if you count the wine bar, that was a little different. But, uh, so are you troubled by the idea of? I'm always troubled by wasting my time, yes. I mean, I'm serious. Selling it's, alcohol. Well, that's a little different. There's profit in that, and I like alcohol. But no, I mean, it, seven, and we went a little over. Oops. Okay. I mean, I think that uh, the commission as a whole is approving what Target's trying to do here and is positive on the uh, application itself. But we're stuck on number seven. It's just, no, it's just, it's just information. I don't think we're stuck on it. Why? What do we need to do that for? Okay, I'll do it. Dennis, you missed it. I supported you. <laughs> Sorry. Commissioner Miller? And I, I also wanted to just circle back and just meant echo what um, Commissioner Abercrombie mentioned. I, I, I think as we continue to keep issuing these licenses um, and then we move on to uh, Deer Creek and there will be more issuances and then we cut across all all. all scopes of business and at what point when is when and we when do we begin to really look at what we're doing to our local mom-and-pop shops and are we cannibalizing our local um, people who are, are that's their main business is um, you know Willoughby's and what have you it could go on and on so that's that's one of my primary concerns um, but it, I mean if public safety uh, is comfortable with the issuance of this, then, then so am I. Well, um, I think these things come before us, and and uh, because it's because it is familiar, and I think we're all kind of familiar with Target. It does just get approved um, and yet I kept coming back to the the title of this process public convenience or necessity and I just kept wondering about what is the necessity or convenience that is at issue here um, you know the determination of public convenience and necessity has guidelines that are that are written into the the resolution, which is our, our attachment three, and a lot of these are, um, you know, kind of understood. Um, for instance, police and fire department should be uh, consulted. Well, they're not encouraging this; they're just saying that they don't have any objection. So I don't think. The fact that the police department doesn't have an objection is an overriding reason for necessity or convenience. Um, the um, the applicants submitted um, a statement, and I think that's helpful. Um, but when we get to talking about the extent at which this um, the sale of alcohol um, is a viable um, part of their business well we know that it's two percent so that's not part of the argument um, the uh, the proximity to uh, sensitive areas I think the ones that are closest would be the the public swimming pool on um, basically within the shopping center and then the uh, 360 church which would be a couple blocks to the east um, you know they're they're close by but they're not they're not next door I don't think that's a serious issue and Bill I'd like to add there is a school next door Live Oak oh that's correct yeah okay um, but then we kind of get to the issue of uh, compatibility and in the, in the staff report it talked about this service being uh, complementary and and that's where I start to have some some problems I don't um, it, when I think of a shopping center I think of a shopping center bringing a lot of varied uh, retailers and business together so you drive there and then you can go to all these different businesses at one location 
Now what our argument has become is that each business wants to be everything. They want to, they want to um, not have you go to the business next door in the shopping center to buy something else. And I, when you think about a model for a shopping center, it seems kind of strange. It seems like you would want your customers to come there and a complimentary business would be one that would provide what the other store doesn't. And I'd have to wonder about, we, I mean, someone brought it up, BevMo, Sprouts, the other stores that are selling alcohol, I can't imagine they would be really excited about this. Um, so I don't, I don't really see that it's, um, number one, an important aspect of Target's business, and I don't see that it is necessarily compatible. So I don't really see the, um, the public convenience or necessity behind this. And I, and I think that, you know, it comes before us kind of expecting a rubber stamp, but I, I think it is a time to draw a line, frankly. I mean, does every place need to be selling alcohol? I mean, I, I enjoy a glass of wine and a beer on a weekend, and, but I, um, I just wonder if, if um, it's fair to the other businesses that are selling beer and wine. Um, I'm not a frequent Target shopper, but I've watched their model change, and maybe they can talk about it a little bit if they want to, but it seems like not too long ago they had a large garden department. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that space is now dedicated to grocery. It seems like they've put emphasis on growing their grocery department, and they've started dedicating more square footage to it. I believe I've read about that, and I think they upped it to like 25%. So in my thinking, a lot of times people just pair the food with alcohol, and it's not necessarily something I agree with. I completely see your point of view, and I, I'm not going to argue on their behalf. I just do see that that's the way their model's turning, mm -hmm. and they can... I, I believe that's true. They nodded that it seems to be that. And so, you know, where before we were worried about them cannibalizing, like, Evermay or, you know, any of those in the area, now we're looking at Willoughby's. And I think what we're going to see also is, like, I don't think they're carrying as, like, elite versions of things. I think, like, maybe BevMo is going to be doing more specialty sales. And, I, th you know, I, not to downplay yours, but I think you're going to get a more mainstream beer line or wine line. And um, maybe there's going to be good things too. Like, uh, yes, they will all be good things. I'll watch. I'm sorry. I don't mean to imply that. I just mean that um, I think BevMo is going to be specialized. And so I, I think we could vote against this, but in all honesty, it's going to get moved by council to go forward. And it'd be nice to make a statement. And I'd support you that this, this isn't a public convenience. We, we covered that in our wine bar discussion. I wasn't here for the BevMo one, but I, I did see that that was covered. And I, I don't know, I mean, it seems like this comes from the ABC. It doesn't come from a resolution that we have at a city level. Is that true? Like we have to do this because the ABC requires it. Right, it's, it's, it's a so process. It's not a created process by the city. The thing that's created is who de makes that determination but the determination is so required that's my by frustration because we can't change anything and I don't well sure you can I'd like to believe <laughs> I'd like to change things yes but I um, I guess the reality is is that I, I believe that even uh, but yes we could make a statement but I think it'll be it's just a simple question is this a is item of uh, public necessity or convenience no. yeah I think I think the you know there's been well well said that uh, and it's been stated you know nicely that we really do have to question whether this is a convenience or necessity uh, given what else is in there <clears throat> and this came up when the last applicant was here for the same thing um, are, we, are we honest are we on are we on the slope and continuing to slide downward or upward well whatever. Um, yeah, I agree. I actually agree. I, I think I've been persuaded here that, that it, we don't need to rubber stamp these things, and we're doing this. We're doing this uh, because ABC says we have to do it. Is that my understanding? ABC requires that before a Type 20 or 21 license be issued by them in a census tract with an undue concentration 
that the local jurisdiction needs to make a determination of public convenience or necessity. Okay, and in this and in this particular location, in the concentrated, uh, defined boundaries of of this shopping center, we are, we will have a Sprouts with a Type 20 license. Correct. You approved a PCN for Sprouts. And we have a Bevmo with a Type 21. A Type 21 and a Type 42. Two. <clears throat> which allowed the tasting. Tastings. That that the they needed both license types because they had the tasting as part of and those. and that this this particular applicant is is saying that it only constitutes two percent of their sales. Um, I mean, that how how significant how necessary is that? I mean, does do they need it? It's just only two percent. I think one of the problems we're setting up, which reverses our problem we had before, is so it's first come, first serve. In other words, if Bevmo had been here first, we probably would approve them because there wasn't this competitive compatibility issue. And I'm not always sure that's in the best interest. Um, I have not been swayed yet by the discussion, though it is interesting and I agree. I'm still locked up on this Type 20 that you can go up somewhere in northern Sonoma County and buy a license that affects a census tract here. That didn't make sense to me, but that didn't stop me. But I agree. I mean, I think we are getting to that point. If we're going to be a rubber stamp, what's the point? That was sort of my point. Mm -hmm. Commissioner Miller? And I, too, would be willing to make uh, a statement that uh, issuance of this is not a public convenience or necessity. Well, then. Councilmember Miller. Yes. Um, I um, have heard the discussion. I certainly um, understand the commission's um, struggling with, with, this, with this issue. Um, you know, this is a requirement that the ABC has imposed on us based on their determination that we should have seven, um, seven licenses of this type in, in essentially in our, our major commercial area of our town. Um, there are many other licenses that have been granted since then, and it seems to me at this point to be, um, a little unfair to say, okay, it's it is. It's like, okay, you got here first. Um, these are businesses. These businesses are not. Um, they're not in the. It does them no good to try and and compete directly with another business in the in the shopping center. So they know going in that there's going to be a Sprouts, and the Sprouts is is a a farmer's market type grocery store that also sells beer and wine. Um, they know going into the center that there's going to be a BevMo. And BevMo is a specialty alcohol retailer that's also going to offer, offer wine tastings. Um, their model, Target's model, is they have a grocery store and as part of their, their grocery store component, they also sell beer and wine um, as a convenience to their customers. So, I, you know, I, I think I think whoever said that the city council is going to approve of it, approve it is probably right. Um, but you know, I, I would be in support of of this resolution. Um, I'm comfortable with the fact that the police department doesn't have any doesn't have any problems with it, and that our staff has researched it and and recommended it to us, which is which is their job. Um, you know, as as Ms. Hines said, this. We don't see everything. We only see the things that have been blessed by the police department and blessed by staff. And a lot of times, if that doesn't happen, those are withdrawn. So what we're getting in front of us are the ones that, that yes, it seems like we're being asked to, to evaluate a bunch of these. But the ones that we're getting are the ones that have passed through the police department and they've passed through the fire department and they've passed through, through our staff. And, and staff is comfortable um, recommending them. So I am comfortable with that recommendation. The, you know, what's interesting about that is that is that the ones who have come before the planning department and uh, applied for these and have been told by various entities that it's not going to work, that's not going to fly, we don't ever get to see them. 
So that is a de facto approval or not at that point? Because we don't get to see them. That, that It's actually their decision to withdraw them. We don't actually say you're not approved. Well, we but they're, say they're withdrawing them because they're not, they're, they're getting, you know, they're, they're reading the weather and right, they're, they're hearing the that information. It's, it's not going to happen. So that is, in, in effect, a message that's being sent to them that their application isn't even going to come before this planning commission to be decided upon whether a convenience or a necessity is no. occurring. I don't think that's accurate. I think the more accurate way to look at it is with those, we spend a lot of time with applicants before the project comes before this body and that's our job mm -hmm. to vet projects through all the d departments, um, look at all the regulations, give the best advice we can give to the applicants. Um, our goal is always to come before this body with a project that we can support that the applicant feels good about. I mean that's always our objective. So in a case where s something comes, is submitted, it's vetted by staff and there's real concerns that come up for various reasons, whether they're um, increased demands on police services, increased demand on fire services, um, aren't meeting certain zoning requirements, whatever, whatever those issues are, we always go back to the applicant and say, okay, here's, here's these concerns, here's what we would recommend to mitigate those issues or you know here, here's here's where you need to make the decision do we move forward to the commission or not it's it's so it's it's their decision at that point our job is to give them all the best information we can give them on the issues that have come up through that process mm -hmm. commissioner Abercrombie. I have a quick question for either Kit or Heather, but I wanted to know if you know the ABC's intent by having us review this. Who are we looking out for by this? Because I'd like to know what is, what is our purview then? Or who are we supposed to be benefiting by this review? Mr. Chair, members of the Planning Commission, I can start this and perhaps Heather can add to it. This process is basically statutory. There's a reference in your staff report to the Business and Professions Codes and it sets up the structure here that we're following this evening and in the prior determinations that you've had. And where there is this over-concentration, which is a numbers determination, you know, it's, it's not a whole bunch of different factors, it's purely a numbers thing. And if that number um, is exceeded, then the statute says go to the local agency, the public agency, and see what you think. And so faced with those, rather than just trying to have it as open-ended a question as that, what does public convenience and necessity mean, the City Council has adopted these guidelines to try and guide that determination. And so that really is the structure then from the statute down to what the city council has identified as the guidelines. So these should be basically kind of the what you're looking for and it's the city's interest or they wouldn't be asking us. Um, but we don't issue the permit, it's still the ABC that issues the permit, um, but they want to know what the city thinks about it and the council says, well look at these and decide what you think after you consider those guidelines. Well. So are we ready for a vote? I guess we need a motion first. Anyone like to uh, make a motion on this item? I'll make the motion because I don't think we've made any real changes. There are, there are changes in the findings number six in the resolution. So all right, I'll, I'll craft your motion to, <laughs> to adopt the resolution um, as written with those changes to uh, findings number six. That, that the number of licenses in the census tract in which this applicant is located reflects the actual number of licenses there. 
Okay. So there's your motion. Is that a second? Those in favor? Aye. Those two ayes? Those opposed? Opposed. Nick? Opposed. Nay. Um, I did want to state, like, I'd like to draw a line. Are we allowed to add any? Well, I, I'm. But we're voting right now. I'm just curious. We So that was a motion made, and we have three ayes and three no. 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 Who made well, the motion? No. Made I made a motion. Yeah. I made a motion so that it could be voted upon. It was seconded okay. so I'm by Ray Johnson, okay. Commissioner Johnson. So, so, so let's vote. He's no, maybe we should go down the line and vote because I'm confused on who voted up and okay. who voted down. Voice vote. We'll okay. Start down here. Uh, I voted in favor of the resolution. I'm voting against 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 it. I'm voting for it. So that's 4-2. Four 4-2. Two. Four two. two in favor or against. Okay. Um, Kit, should we um, be coming back with a different resolution? I would suggest that um, either tonight, if you feel comfortable doing it, to then try a, a reverse motion, a motion that recommends against it for the following reasons, and to trace basically which of the guidelines were troubling to you okay. so that um, the rationale for the vote can be followed. But if, we, if, we, if the motion was made to pass the resolution as it's written with the changes to finding number six and was voted two in favor, four against. So the motion it failed. Should, it should just go to the city council and let them decide it. Leave well, it at that. Normally you would have a the reason for the denial, basically. There isn't it. it was it, The motion was in favor of the resolution. It just happened to be voted for, against, and two in favor. Okay, I'm comfortable with starting the reasons why in my rationale, so just so that that's on the record, if that's for, for oh. a revised for my vote, okay. like why for I a think revised it be resolution. Better to have it right, goes up to the council motion. on appeal. So you want you want a second motion? I would suggest that you do a second motion for the action that you want to take as a commission. So we recommend that the PCN not be taken for the following reasons related to the guidelines. And I'll make that, that motion and see if, if you guys can agree with this. I move to deny this um, application for uh, determination of public convenience or necessity um, based on the following uh, guidelines that I don't believe are met. Um, one being that the uh, the extent to which alcohol sales are related to uh, the function of the proposed use and the possibility of it operating in a viable fashion without alcohol sales. I think 2% uh, is um, not a critical threshold. Um, also the proximity of the proposed um, sale of alcohol to the public swimming pool, the um, Live Oak Charter School and the 360 Church is a concern. Um, and number seven and not, well, number seven, the compatibility of the uh, proposed use, I think, is uh, detrimental to the um, um, businesses in the shopping center that are also selling alcohol. And um, lastly, I do not feel it meets the threshold of a p public convenience or necessity. I'll second. Um, let's take a vote. Let's do a single voice vote starting with Councilmember Miller. Uh, no. Yes. 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 No. 
Okay. So that passes 4-2. Okay. And that is an appealable action. Okay, and can right. I add a, a note if we can provide notes to council, or is that? Well, is it direction? I mean, I don't know. That, that will go into, we will craft a, a revised resolution that will have that motion with those those okay. reasons for the denial. Okay. Um, Thank you. No? Yes. Question All I wanted to encourage if council or staff could look into what Target's model is in com communities where specific licenses are required for alcohol sales, if they do, how they address those things, because I think at some point we do have to address this as a city, um, what our limitations are and what our threshold is um, for how many we can support. But I, I think it'd be important within our, within our recommendations to have that considered. Can, can you repeat that? You w the consideration um, so of Target's model for alcohol well, sales? In certain communities, alcohol sales are only provided with certain licenses, and they would not be at those types of stores. They would be specifically at license, like in certain states, you can't buy alcohol at every grocery store and everything. There's only certain sites, and Target exists in those cities. So I wanted to know, is that something that's a viable model for them that works in other communities? Because if we are going to set a statement like this, I would like them to look at what happens when that's not an option. What happens when there's not these kind of laws that are a little more arbitrary here than they are in other places? Because I'd like to know if that's something that's actually viable. I'd, li or okay. I'd like the council to know. Yeah. So I'd appreciate that information for them. Thank you for that clarification. All right. Um, Before we move to adjourn, I wanted to thank um, <coughs> Commissioner Miller for your dedication, your clear thought, and your perseverance over many meetings. And uh, I think this has been a better commission because of it. Thank you very much. We'll miss you. Any other comments? Meeting adjourned. <laughs>